welcome to Unleash Your Leadership. This is the series where I talk to you about different topics. And hopefully in the future, I am looking to get some guests on the show as well. So if you have recommendations for people you would like to hear to learn about their stories, how they unleashed their leadership, just let me know. Message me, DM me, whatever works for you. And I'm really thankful that you all are interested in these topics. I shared out what are some of the things that you would like to hear me talk about. And of the three things that I put out, you talked about, you told me about imposter syndrome and that you would like to hear more about this. And this is a really, really important subject to talk about. So today we are going to talk about imposter syndrome and how to kill imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is really, you know, that feeling of self-doubt that we all feel from time to time. It is this sort of perceived incompetence. We think that we are not good enough, that something happened to us just by luck, by chance, and it wasn't necessarily our effort that resulted in the accomplishments. The reason it's called imposter syndrome is because there is, there is accomplishments, there is results that are we are seeing, but in spite of those, we believe that we are not worthy of those or those happened just by chance. It is this feeling of fraud and, that, and then we fear that we will, we will be discovered, like somebody will come to know that this person is not good enough or, oh, I'm a fraud and this person is going to find it out. <laughs> I think we all know somewhere that it's not true, that our own thinking that we are not good is not true, but we still do it. We still feel it. And this is very fascinating to me because we humans are so complex. And sometimes we can make up a lot of these stories in our head and we can think of this. And the reason this is important to talk is because a lot of us feel this, but also because sometimes it can get detrimental. It can become sort of this self-fulfilling prophecy. If you continue to believe that you're not good enough, somewhere it will show up in the work you do. Somewhere that lack of confidence, that continuous self-doubt will creep into it and it can eventually lead to proving in quotation marks, what you thought about yourself. So it's really important to get over this this feeling of being an imposter, not deserving to be here. Because if you are in a certain place, if you have achieved a certain result, if you have got into a certain position, it is because you deserved it, because you made it happen through various efforts or actions that you took. And so you want to continue to make impact in whatever role you are, whatever you're doing in that time period. You want to take advantage of it. And so you want to keep this imposter syndrome at bay or be able to manage it so that you can bring out your whole self. Now, I have also experienced this. Like I said, we all do at some point or the other. Many of us do. If you have never experienced it and and you're like, what is this imposter syndrome? I don't don't believe anything you're saying. Just, I would love to hear from you because 
I think it's important to also understand if you don't feel it and what is the difference there. And I'll talk about something a little bit later, which which I think might be related to this. Like if you have never felt it, that's amazing. And I would love to hear from you. My experience with it has well, it has been there and at least through some introspection and retrospection that I've done based on this topic, I felt it. For example, when I was at Facebook and I would interview candidates after about being at Facebook for six months, you can start into interviewing other candidates. And I, I went through that interviewer training process and I started interviewing them. And I would, I would look at these interviews and I was doing certain types, but I was also sitting in debriefs and, and hearing about some of the other questions that were being asked or how the candidates did. And at that point, it was probably six months after I, I was at the company. I was like, oh man, these interviews are tough. Did I just luck out and my interview wasn't? I would think that way. Now, it is not necessary that that was true because no, my interview was tough. I had prepared a lot for it. But afterwards, you know, even after coming to Facebook and working on in highly challenging environment where there was a lot of focus on impact and a lot of sort of a race to showcase your ability and, and your skill set, that, that feeling would creep in from time to time. The other moments that I have felt it is when I transitioned into leadership positions and I was given opportunities to lead a team, lead an organization. Again, that crept in because sometimes it's like, oh, this person is equally capable of doing this. Is this something that is just by fluke? Maybe I don't have the abilities. Did I do something else? So you, you start doubting your abilities and you also think, okay, maybe what got, got me this thing is sort of like a little bit shady. <laughs> but again, like I said, there, there may not be truth in what I was thinking. Finally, the, the other thing I want to tell you is like just recently, I left my job. I started out my coaching practice. I am coaching a lot of professionals to build their leadership skills, build their people skills. But at the same time, I still feel this, oh, there are so many great coaches out there, so many great leaders out there. Am I qualified to do this? Who am I to start this start this practice? Who am I to start a business? And so there's always those doubts like, oh, I, I don't think I'm good enough to become this solo entrepreneur who is starting this coaching practice, who's doing this other thing. All the things I have envisioned for my venture, I still feel that doubt creeping in. And I feel, oh, should I just follow this other path? Would that be better? So for me, it happens, it comes and goes in waves. And it isn't necessarily very crippling or happening sort of 100% of the time. I also know that I have worked really hard at every step in my career. And so when I do accomplish something, it is not by happenstance. It is because I put in that effort. And to me, that is very clear because I took a lot of effort. So even though these doubts creep in and I experience the imposter syndrome, it doesn't become crippling enough. But I am sure that sometimes it can be crippling, which is why I wanted to touch upon how you can kill the imposter syndrome. What can you do to really get past it? And these are also some of the things that I have done. Sometimes I've done them intentionally. Sometimes I've done them 
by chance I did it. And then I realized, oh, doing this really helped me. So that's my learning that I want to share with you. And I hope it helps you as well. So number one, in order for you to understand if this is imposter syndrome or if this is something else and validate your feelings, you want to talk with other people around you. Find people that you trust that that you can hold in confidence. It can be your spouse. It can be a friend. It can also be a colleague. Talk to them about what you're feeling or talk to them about certain actions you're taking. And if you're not seeing some results or if you're if you have a sense of a, a work project or something, or if you have a if you're working with somebody and you have this feeling and then you want to validate it. Because what talking to others does is it really validates your feelings. Are you the only one feeling like that? Because often when we experience these uh, feelings of self-doubt, we feel that we are the only one experiencing it. So it is really important to talk it out, to articulate your feelings with the people who are most likely to support you, who you trust in and who can be your confidants. This part of the podcast is brought to you by TPM Academy at thepriyankashinde.com. TPM Academy is excited to bring you a brand new course. Are you a TPM or a program manager in tech? Do you feel like your career is stuck? It's time to change that narrative. Advancing your career, the path to Staff Plus, is your transformational journey. Let's break you free from limitations, craft winning strategies, and embrace influence to accelerate your career trajectory. Let's unlock your future. Enroll today and let your success story begin. It can be... A spouse. So for example, I will go talk to my spouse and he has a very different way of thinking. So it actually really helps me. And this is where sort of going back and forth helps. But what has also helped me really a lot is talking to colleagues at work. Some folks, when I just started talking about a certain experience I was having, and they mentioned that they were feeling the same way about either a situation, a person or something like that. That's when it hit me like, oh, I'm not the only one. And that feeling was so powerful because it really helped ground me. It really gave me a different perspective. Because like I said, there is a perceived incompetence. That perception is our own, that we are incompetent. But sometimes it can be the situation around you, the circumstances around you. And there is enough evidence that It is not you. And so you want somebody else's perspective in there as well. Because only when you have different perspective can you understand the entire picture. So if you were to do this exercise, which is like if you were to just close one eye, like do this with me if you're you're listening to me or if you're watching me right now, close one eye and look around the room. What perspective do you have, right? You have a different perspective and if you close the other eye, you have a different perspective. But only when your both eyes are open, you see the full picture with an entire perspective, right? When you have the two eyes and you're looking differently, you see the room differently. You can do this anywhere (laughs) except driving. (laughs) So that's what I mean. 
talk to somebody. The second thing I want you to do is separate fact from fiction. Fiction or stories in your head. We human beings are great at crafting stories. Not only do we write stories, we make movies, all of that, but we can create a story in our head and we will start believing that story. And it can happen very fast. I was just listening to somebody's presentation recently. If somebody cuts you off while you're driving, you can immediately go from like, oh, this person is so-and-so, and you start crafting a story about this person and how this person is not nice and they cut me off and all of that. Whereas the fact could be something totally different. And so it's the same thing for us as well. The stories that we create, that we tell ourselves, are very different than the reality on the ground. In 2018, I went to this silent meditation called Vipassana. And it is basically to observe yourself, your body and your mind. It has a lot about the meditation mindfulness principles that if you do that, you will know. But one of the key things that really resonated with me was this concept of story creation that we have. But what is important then is for you to take a step back. Say, okay, what are the facts? What is the data telling me? So in my example, when I said, I knew that I had worked hard for the interview, I would go back to, the, to what was asked of me in the interview and how I answered it, right? That is data. That is the facts. The story that I created it, oh, it was probably easy. Oh, this interviewer was probably didn't ask me a lot of hard questions. Or maybe I lucked out on who this interviewer was and maybe the recruiter didn't find the hard interviewer. That is a story. But the fact is I have prepared and I gave these answers and these were the things that were asked. So give yourself space to think. If you have gotten to a position, what are the things that you did, the data and the facts that got you there? And then analyze it. Okay, that's my facts. How does that relate to the story? So once you even separate it out, I think you'll automatically have a very powerful sense of idea that what I'm telling myself is not the reality. Now, again, doing this, separating fact from fiction is, is a hard thing to do. You have to exercise your muscle. You have to build awareness around it. So I encourage you to continue to think that. And there's lots of different ways you can do it. You can sort of think back to the time when you felt really powerful or you can do certain exercises like think about what a 20-year senior version of yourself would tell you today. Finally, the third thing I want you to do is don't compare yourself to somebody who is at the topmost of their game. So for example, if you join a new company or for example, in my case, me joining Facebook was the first time I was ever working in such a big company. I'd always worked in startups or really small companies up until that point. So I didn't necessarily understand the entire landscape. But if I compare myself to somebody who's been there five years, who knows the in and outs, knows the culture, knows a lot of people, has built a ton of relationships, and I'm new. If I compare myself to that person, I'm, I'm going to set myself up for failure. It's the same thing even today where 
in me starting out as an entrepreneur i look at people who have been doing this i read about them i've i've been reading a lot i've been listening to a lot of podcasts and it's like oh they are doing so much and that does give me is like okay you know these people are great at what they do and maybe i am not cut out for this but that's what i'm doing i'm comparing myself to the to the people who have done this for few years and they are probably one of the best people in the game and then that gives you the feeling of being an imposter like do i deserve to be here who am i to be here look at what you have to go do set yourself goals and then go do them use all of your ability all of your skill set and go do them and you learn along the way you might trip up on along the way but you will get up you will apply those learnings and then you go do those better things so i hope these three things really help at least navigate the feelings that you're having sometimes you can also discuss these things with a mentor or a coach because those people also again will provide you that third perspective or you know a different perspective so i'll also encourage you i guess this is a bonus tip is talk to a mentor so other than talking to colleagues or friend or spouse have a mentor or a coach that you talk to because they are also likely to give you tools to face or manage any of these type of feelings but they are also likely to give you different perspective not just one other perspective but multiple perspectives and only when you have different perspectives then you can choose which perspective do i adopt you you may not be able to choose the situation around you the circumstances around you is not your choice to make but the perspective you hold on it is now i want to touch upon an important or an interesting angle or a perspective to this concept of imposter syndrome when i was doing my research on imposter syndrome and i read a lot about you know a lot of people feel it some statistics were calling out like anywhere from 9 to 80% which which to me just seems like a wide range that that didn't seem very helpful there are a lot of different statistics and like oh all of us feel it most of us feel it 80% feel it but i was also questioning why do some people feel it more than the others have you thought about this there are probably different people who feel it at different levels and again it can be a lot to do with how you grew up in your childhood what circumstances you faced and things like that there was also an interesting thing that came across my my feed which was does today's generation the gen z will they feel it less or maybe they don't feel it at all and i think one of the pointers there was they have a lot of information at hand compared to gen xs or millennials because they are growing up in the internet of information at their fingertips with smartphones with uh, internet and every, everything even chat gpt so when you have a lot of information you probably grow up to be more confident and you may have less feelings like this which is possible and if there are gen zers listening to this out there i would love to hear from you similar to as like if you have never experienced it or maybe you're just experiencing it to a lesser degree up until i came to facebook uh, which was in 2016 and maybe you know a couple of years after that is probably when i first heard this term called imposter syndrome but today's generation probably heard hears it in their 20s or even in their teens 
So if you know, if you are able to articulate, if you know what something is called, if you have more information, then you're less likely to deal, to suffer from it. That might be true. But an interesting take that I saw in one of the Harvard Business Review articles was that do all of us experience it or some of us experiences and and does it depend on how society has raised us? The the article itself was was called Stop Telling Women that they have imposter syndrome and stop putting the onus on those people, women or otherwise, on how to deal with it. So while I just told you how, to, how you can kill imposter syndrome, I want to take this different perspective as well, which is, is it just that you are responsible for managing this imposter syndrome? Or should we also hold organizations accountable to help people manage this imposter syndrome? Are there circumstances that are being created or that are systemic in nature that are just happening since many, many years that lead certain people to have more of this imposter syndrome versus others? Is there some sort of a bias that might make people feel more incompetent than they are? If there's a person... Maybe they are being put down, ignored, shut down, not heard. They don't feel heard. They don't feel seen. Does that contribute to the imposter syndrome? In a lot of my involvement and participation in uh, community groups, as well as be the ally programs, I feel like there can be some of these factors at play here that contribute to imposter syndrome occurring more in some people than others. And the reason this resonated with me was because I feel that I might have experienced more of that as opposed to a pure imposter syndrome as defined by the studies when it was first coined. Whenever something happened where I didn't feel like it was, I was in control, I specifically remember a very senior leader constantly being dismissive, constantly shutting me down, not taking my ideas, not having a pleasant conversation with me. And I kept blaming myself. I don't think I'm good enough. I don't think I'm cut out for this. I have to work hard. I have to work hard. I have to prove this. And so I would constantly try to work hard. Until I talked to a colleague who was interacting with the same person. And they told me the same things that I was feeling. And that to me was eye-opening. And again, I don't, I didn't have these names to say. I didn't know if it was, uh, I didn't know about bias. I didn't know about imposter syndrome and these terminologies and how to be aware of it. I just knew that, oh, all this feeling that I had been harboring for months was not just because I was incompetent. It was probably also in some part due because of the situation, because of the other person and how they were treating me or how I felt I was being treated because this can happen to a lot of us. So I really encourage you to also inspect your circumstances around you and build awareness of it. That's why talking to other people also helps. But this is why I also want to encourage organizations to help people tackle the imposter syndrome through the lens of 
a systemic issue like bias. It can be any sort of bias, but it can be there. And maybe some people who are more routinely biased against might have a bigger degree of imposter syndrome. I don't say that I have any studies to prove this. This is an interesting angle, interesting take on this subject of imposter syndrome and how to manage it. And I found that very fascinating. I think even in things like these very touchy subjects about bias, about imposter syndrome, it is very important to have different perspectives, different angles, a different lens with which you can inspect the same thing. Because every perspective will give you new information. I hope this was helpful. If you have questions around this, if you are experiencing these feelings of self-doubt, low self-confidence, talk to somebody. And I really encourage you to, to connect with people, have a community, a group of people who are really close to you and can support you through your journey. I would love to hear your thoughts on the different perspectives on this topic. And I will see you next time. I'm Priyanka Shinde. Thank you so much for listening and watching this series. I would love to bring you more interesting things in the future as well. So stay tuned and take care. Bye.